morning and welcome to today's podcast where we are talking to Raylan Danielle. Raylan will walk us through her journey working in the high-powered world of oil and gas as a new mother and having experienced some trauma surrounding work and also a difficult birth experience, she was forced to make some pivotal changes in her life and embark upon a healing journey. So we'll hear her story today in addition to how she is now helping other women to heal. Welcome, Raylan. We also have some sound issues in the very beginning of this podcast, but we quickly correct those. So please, please bear with us and thanks for joining us today. Hi, Raylan. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Mm, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Sure. So let's dive right in. And if you could start with a little bit of backstory, just tell us really what led you to do the work you're doing today. Mm, Yeah. So I would say that it was a compilation of trauma and living from a state of survival, very much um, trying to control everything. I had witnessed a pretty tragic accident and the control stemmed from if I could control everything. I could control if something bad were to happen to me, death, heartbreak, all the things. And what I realized is within that control, I actually became out of control of my life. Yeah. It's such a big theme. I think that goes through many women's lives is the, that control. Um, I mean, it leads to everything, right? It's, it's all usually trauma-based, Um, But it can lead to so many different aspects of life from like eating disorders to just a multitude of ways that it can manifest, right? Yeah. So let's start with your former career. So you're doing something completely different now and we'll get into that um, soon. But if you could start with your former career and talk about maybe like the pressure involved with trying to juggle and navigate motherhood while you were working. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's a beautiful question. So previously I worked corporate world in oil and gas in Northern Canada, and I worked a very vigorous schedule. I was on call 24 seven. I would work eight on six off. And when I was off for those six days, I was never really off. I was constantly getting phone calls and questions about what had gone on. And there wasn't really a space to ever decompress from the pressures of my job. And it was a very, male dominant industry so very masculine go 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 hustle hustle do um and like the mental health aspect of that was all very hard because i find that in society men have especially in my generation gone before it's very much like we're like don't show emotions you can suck it up you can do this and so that really trickled into my job like you can work harder you can do more and being a woman in that um, industry um, at the time I didn't have any idea how it impacted me when I wasn't balancing that with something to support me like through my emotions and allow myself to express that Um, and that definitely rolled into motherhood I kept that hustle mentality and that go 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 and always constantly having to be busy rather than actually being present with my children and enjoying like the simple moments where they're playing on the floor ask me to come play say lego for example Yeah. yeah and so many women relate to this that's why it's so important i think to keep putting these stories out there Um, you know, I had a a very kind of similar experience, just different industry. Mine was education. And I can talk a little bit more about that as we get to um, 
a couple other questions. But let's talk about your birth experience and how that maybe changed your focus. You returned to work really soon after giving birth. Yeah, so my youngest, um, my labor and delivery was very traumatic. Um, my pregnancy was amazing, so there was no indication that it could be hard. And we actually went two weeks overdue. So my son was late and they induced me. So it was really an all day experience. We went in at six o'clock in the morning, didn't end up having him until two the next morning. And it was a lot of like trauma and the fear set in the moment it wasn't becoming a natural birth. Mm -hmm. And then after being pushing for like two hours, I chose to here in Canada, they don't allow you to go any further than that. So I chose into a C-section and that C-section quickly turned up and see. Mm. And um, there was no real, like once my son was born and him and my partner left, there was no real um confirmation that I was alive so I didn't know this because I was not present I was I was completely put under but everybody else was very unsure if I was going to walk away from that and then eight days later um we were sent home really quick and I fainted on my bathroom floor and I was flown out on air ambulance and I spent three days away from my newborn baby and my older son and it was really hard because then I just stepped right back into motherhood like I didn't give myself space to even process what had just gone on. I just stepped right into motherhood when I got home from the hospital. I had like lost three days with my youngest son, like integral time when you have a newborn. And I didn't like a lot of my story is suppression of emotion and not allowing myself to feel it. And so um, it took me a while. I'm being very honest. I stayed in that state of like just suppressing and like just being a mom and leaning in for about two years and yeah I went back to work really fast and it was about it was just about a year and we actually moved within that year and then we moved back to where my job was so it was a lot of added stress and um, six days back to first on to a very tragic accident and adding the traumas and the suppression of birth and all that went on and moving and then the accident, I was just in this state of chaos and I went right into survival mode. I like pushed everybody away, including my partner. And I just really, I even like I was doing well as a mother because that was my only priority, but I was struggling yeah. with my mental health. I was struggling with um, taking care of myself all in general. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, it seems like um, sometimes we get these signs and it's, if you don't listen to one sign, which you had a pretty big one with your own traumatic experience during birth, but then you witnessed an accident. Also, it's almost like the universe saying, all right, we're going to give you another really obvious sign to, to slow down, to make a change. Can you talk about that accident that you witnessed and, and how that affected your outlook on life and your, your career and everything yeah. following it? Yeah. Actually love that you brought that up. That's exactly what I tell everyone when I share my story is that I didn't listen to the whispers and the whispers became screams from the universe. Like, hey, like you need to pay more attention. Mm -hmm. um, so but the accident 
um, it happened right over this, and um, a woman was walking in an industrial area, and she was a very older woman, and she didn't have the best hearing, and she actually, like, one of my drivers did their truck around, and they drove a big semi-truck, and um, she walked around it not knowing it was started, and she was standing right in front of the truck, and he couldn't see her, and he ran her right over. Oh, my goodness. And so I, I was first on scene to this, and truth be told, like, take a nut, and I'm really grateful for the work I did, because I actually shifted my perspective on all things through this experience. I used to look at death as a very, like, um, huge tragedy, and obviously right through this experience, this wasn't the way that I was able to process it, but looking back now, I deeply see she was a hero. She saved so many lives through that experience. She saved marriages that had been like disconnected for a really long time. She brought our community completely together in a moment of like in, in an instant. For me like personally, that experience allowed me to understand how precious life was. And yeah. went to a really poor state for about a year after that. But through that, I stepped into a form of healing, became a woman and I'm constantly coming. I became a woman that I always knew I was capable of being, but I was trying to fit in the box that society was telling me to do. So I was doing all of the things that I thought would bring me joy and I thought would bring me love and I thought would bring me success. And really, I was just going deeper and deeper into a state of, I will call it trance, where I was just like living on autopilot and I was doing things and I wasn't really enjoying all that was around me. So the perspective shift that really happened for me was life is just, we only get one life to live. And um, I can go many actions with this, but I actually deeply believe we're all here for a reason. And um, it's kind of already planned before we get here. The things that happen in being can shift and change, but we all are purpose. And um, I became very disconnected for a year. And I caused a lot of hurt and trauma just for myself, for the people that loved me, obviously. And then I got sick of my own excuses. And that was like catalyst to investing in myself, to looking for unconventional ways of healing. I took a test for post-traumatic stress disorder and I scored incredibly high. And so they wanted to put me on medication and I knew that that wasn't right for me. And from there, I started research and I started to get curious and I started to look to alternative ways of healing and um, really grateful for like all of that experience. And I know it from, a, from an outsider, like an observer perspective, I see how that moment and the hundreds of people that are there, it really did a lot of like hurt and chaos within that. There was so much beauty and I had to, had to lean into that because that allowed me to believe that there was a purpose in everything that happened. Right, so sometimes um, I think how we heal from stress and trauma, at least in my experience, talking to 70 some women in 2022, uh, it really affects what we become and our, what our new work is. And mm -hmm. just to share yeah. a little bit of my own story, um, I had just experienced stress and overwhelm to the max and again, ignored all of the, the physical health symptoms and, and really everything um, that was happening to me to tell me to slow down while I was trying to raise three kids. I was married to a, a state trooper with a, you know crazy shifts and mm -hmm. uh, working in higher education and 
and doing a lot of projects through that, which involved like traveling to inner city schools and, and managing way too much. Um, I loved my work, but I just could almost feel myself inside, like screaming, like this can't go on. How can this be my life? But also feeling like, well, this is what I have to do. It's my education. I don't have any other choices. And really just one summer after I had experienced so many um, crazy physical uh, symptoms that like affected my bladder of all things <clears throat> and was in physical pain for almost a year, I took a whole summer and said, okay, I'm not going to teach. I'm not working at the university. I'm going to take this entire summer and explore things like essential oils, reflexology, um, changing to natural products, things that I hear make you feel better. And yeah. that actually made me create a business out of that. And that's eight years, eight years later, over eight years later, I have a wellness business now. Um, and you know, there's the focus with the podcast, but the, I also have a physical, like a product business too. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of what we do to seek help becomes what we do next. And I think that's been the same for you as well. If you could talk about that. Yeah. So through my experience of trauma and tragedy and then that like knowing in myself that I wasn't meant to do it through prescriptions. And I also started to look for natural um, ways of living also because our youngest was very prone to all things immune system. Mm -hmm. So we started looking and my, my, um, my journey started with um, unconventional ways of healing. So hypnosis, energy healing, like Reiki and Theta and, um, truly becoming curious to what was out there that I had not been taught about. And, um, that actually also led me to essential oils to support my emotions, to support my children and then, um, natural products. And we've been now living in that natural state for over six years and it's made, a drastic difference on who I am as well and my body and then also my children so that was like a really um, interesting piece because the house just seems a lot calmer in that state but for what I actually do um, it was the healing process for me so it was learning about the unconscious mind learning about the impact of the first seven years of our life and how we are literal sponges and we're taking in everything as if it's our own, even if it has no real true um, impact at that moment. It could be something as simple as just feeling helpless as a baby and that gets imprinted into our mind mm -hmm. and then we're leading ourselves as an adult through those same patterns and with those same beliefs and it was it was that for me it was learning that um I could redesign my mind is how I how I approach it how there's modalities out there that can help me go in and release the negative emotions that were stored within my repressed memories and um yeah that was it was the catalyst and then so I actually started out with health and fitness. I had a background in training health and fitness and I opened up a studio. I oh. left my corporate job 15 days yeah. after uh, my very first, very tr like huge transformation with the hypnotherapy. And I opened up a studio because we had space in our home. And I realized very quickly that women weren't coming to work out. They were coming to work out, but they were there to talk. They wanted to talk about what was going on and they were wanting to talk about the discomfort in their marriages. And they were wanting to talk about like how this traumatic experience had happened and they were feeling pain in their left side of their body. Mm -hmm. So at that point I had taken a yoga teacher training and 
it was very um, modern. And then I stepped into mentorship. I wanted to bring my business online. I wanted to impact more women. I wanted to hold space for them. And a lot of people laughed at me. They laughed at me and said, like, you can't take your business online. Like, that's not possible. And then lo and behold, here we are. And everybody's taken their business online and mine has skyrocketed. So I hold space for women. Um, I've taken some very expansive trainings this past two years. I'm a master trained in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, Reiki, um, various other different modalities. I've actually taken another yoga teacher training that was more pranayama and breath and yoga nidra, which goes deep into the subconscious mind. And I just find that the work that I now do is what I've created within myself. So I love that you shared that. Like it's, it's this way of really transforming your internal world. And that massively shifts your external reality without anything really changing. I, I like to share it like a lot of the women that enter into my world have watched movies like Eat, Pray, Love and yeah. all these like really expensive movies. And I, I, I often lead with like, you don't have to eat, pray, love and pack your stuff and move to Bali right. and like do all these things. Like you can, you can work on yourself and your internal world. So one of my favorite things to say is like, um, I guide women to cultivating a harmonious internal environment so that their external reality becomes more conducive to their deeper desires. And it, it doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to sit and relive and replay our past over and over and over to heal. We get to do it in a quick moment and learn our empowered truths through that. So it's really beautiful because many women witnessed me through my first year of transformation, which is when the real deep stuff actually transformed for me, like the stuff that actually changed my external reality, the way that I was receiving my partner, the way I was with my children, the way I was with friends, and even just the level I showed up for myself for self-care, everything changed really quickly in that first year. And I actually think that that was the hardest, the hardest part, and still to this day, the hardest part is the people who knew me before, I started investing in myself. Um, they can see the transformation, but they still are having a little bit of struggle of connecting. Like, how is she like this? Even though it's been eight years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Cause you, I mean, when you look at the, at oil and gas and you think of it as this very, I think of it as this very um, male driven world. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think of like the show Dallas and oil and things like that. It's very, I mean, it couldn't be more polar opposite than what you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So this just got me thinking that that response, um, like two things, first of all, wouldn't it be so cool if there were an eat, pray, love type of book that explores like the internal journey mm -hmm. of women? I think it'd be so cool to have kind of like an eat, pray, love book that goes through the journey of a woman healing herself from the inside instead mm -hmm. of traveling all over. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking of that movie last night, all of these little synchronicities because I I just happened to sit down. I was sitting with my boys who had been, had been watching like World Cup stuff and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. And my husband's getting ready to come in. And I thought, you know, there's this whole house is full of so much masculine energy. I'm the only woman, like even the dog is, is male. And um, my son and his partner are coming for... Christmas and that's going to be two more males in the house. And I'm, I just put on under the Tuscan sun. Cause I saw it 
come up on prime. And I thought yeah. I'm going to sit here. And my one son was cooking lemon chicken. And I'm going to eat this lemon chicken and put myself in Tuscany. And of course it quickly took over with the voice. What's going on here? Why are we watching this? And, and I ended up turning it off, but I still kind of kept that inner reflection yeah. and, and that mood and thought, I don't really need to watch the rest of this to feel like that. So it's exactly what you're saying. Yes. I love that. And then the question I had here, which um, your response had also made me think about was mental health. So some of the women, myself included, suffer from anxiety. I've had debilitating anxiety since I was a little yeah. kid. And part of my life's journey is always kind of exploring why I have that. Why do I still suffer with it? It's it's terrible to go through life with, you know, constantly mm -hmm. fighting that. Does it stem from trauma? Does it um, is it something that's just inherited? Is it just my brain chemistry? So I wanted to know what your experience was or is with working with women with this. Do you find that a lot of people come to you thinking, I just have mental health issues, but really it could be something much deeper than that? Yeah, actually, yes. So a lot of women do come to me and anxiety, would, I would say, is like one of the number one things that women really connect with, right? And what I have found is that um, anxiety is usually stemmed from worry of a negative outcome in the future. Yeah. So, um, yes, it stemmed from obviously childhood. A lot of our issues as adults, all, all forms of what we're dealing with in our mind are usually created within those first seven years before you turn eight and our unconscious mind, um, literally leads 95% of our life. So, and we're not even aware of that. So that's where it's really powerful. And, there is, there is many tools and techniques that I teach um, my clients throughout the time that we're together. But the one thing that we really do is just like when you're in that state of anxiety and you're allowing yourself to be in it, noticing that it's not you, like they're different, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're human and you're having this experience of anxiety. And then we get them to, I get them to close down their eyes and just take a few really deep cleansing breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then there's multiple different ways we do this once we've actually worked together and gone through a few other processes. But I invite them into connecting into the moment that they have anxiety about. Because usually there's one moment that creates all of the anxiety. So there's mm -hmm. one bigger moment and then we allow ourselves to get into the flow with all of the other moments. So I get them to really connect into that root, that one moment that's creating the most anxiety. And then I invite them into connecting with their um, deepest, like the most amazing outcome that can come from that moment. And we, I ask them to step 15 minutes after, like the completion of their desired outcome. And I get them to look back towards that moment and really experience what it's like to receive the outcome that they desire. And even this, just that little practice alone and having them sit there with it and see that like the one outcome that they're focusing on is not the only outcome. So there's other possibilities. As a human, we are wired to seek the negative often it's like often what we grasp to in our society so when you take a moment and you can see your desired outcome like what is your truth what do you really desire your outcome to be in that and then we lead ourselves from that space and okay. then you allow yourself to remember mm, 
that's just one outcome. There's millions of outcomes and that's just the one I was choosing to focus on. And now I'm choosing to see that. I'm going to give an example of like going on a vacation and having to pack and get ready. And then the kids fighting and you're like, you're in this chaotic state and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so busy. It's going to be so rushed. There's going to be no time. And then if you just take a moment, literally it could be four minutes and you sit down and you're like, well, you know what? I really want this to be smooth and calm. So how can I go beyond and look back and see this whole entire experience in this vacation being smooth and calm? Okay, so I take my time packing. I do it slowly over over a span of four days. I invite my kids in to pack their favorite things and not really care what that is. (laughs) And I grab a few books and I make a plan to connect with my partner through this journey. So how can we still have time when we're going on a family vacation? And when you take that four minutes and you just start allowing yourself to see your positive outcome, it really allows you to come into this moment and be like, um, the next thing, there's one other thing I want to add is practicing being in the present moment has changed anxiety for me forever. Mm -hmm. So when I find I'm getting really anxious about all the things, or I'm getting really hyper-focused on one moment that's bringing me anxiety, I, I know that I need to drop in. And that can look like putting on a song and crazily dancing and moving my body, or it could be literally needing to sit down and take a moment and actually just breathe and close my eyes and come back into this, this moment. There's so much power in just noticing when you're feeling an emotion and then allowing yourself to actually experience it. And that, Mm -hmm. like I shared throughout my story, like I used to just push it off. I would keep going and keep going and keep going but emotions are energy in motion and they're meant to be felt. They're meant to move. They're not meant to be stuck within our body. And when we don't express or process an emotion, it gets, it gets stored. It gets stored in our mind. It gets stored in our body. And that's where a lot of like our discomforts and our disease come from. So. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I find sometimes just like today I'm going to go and walk in at one of my favorite parks because there's trails just all through the woods like just along water through the woods up and down to where you can get lost and that's usually my go-to but sometimes it's just um and I I relate to that too I don't necessarily dance to music but I like to um get out and walk or even you know jog even if it's on the treadmill at the gym that's what I did yesterday and I said I'm just I felt like I was in this kind of a funk and I think this is just an anxious time of year anyway um Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, I'm just going to give myself 10 minutes on this treadmill, just get on it, crank the music. And I ended up staying on there for 45 minutes and felt great when I was done. And that's always the way it happens, right? Like you just kind of go hard and get, get in. Yeah. So one thing before I ask you where we can find you online so people can connect, I always ask um, these next two questions to everyone Mm -hmm. I interview. And the first one is, what would you say along this journey has been your greatest challenge in setting up this new life for yourself? And then on the flip side of that, what would have, what would you describe as your greatest joy? I think I shared a little piece of it, but mm-hmm. um, my greatest challenge along this journey has been having the people that knew me the most, especially my partner, um, be curious enough to get to know me as the version I am now. Yeah especially because once you start this journey of healing and personal development, it's not something that you can just shut off. 
-hmm. (laughs) So it's changed and it's shifted, but it's a constant. It's a constant for me. I show up and I choose to do my work and I put myself in expansive containers. And um, I've always said like healing happens in layers. So in the beginning, it was like the surface, the really prominent ones. And now they're even circling back around to be healed at a deeper space. And it's not as it's not as um, uprooting as it used to be, but it's it's definitely the curiosity part. So being open to not allow the moments when say my partner is has the old version of me in his mindset of how I would react or how I would have responded to something and noticing that he also gets triggered sometimes when I don't act that way because we've been in each other's world for so long. So just allowing what is to be that has definitely been a practice and then staying rooted in who I am through those moments so that their nervous system gets calibrated to the new version of me so that Mm -hmm. has been really huge um and then the greatest joy is actually my career like obviously so I mean there's two the way that I am as a mother now absolutely fills me up being able to be completely present with my kids and learning that like with the work I do I've learned and there was a lot of like at the beginning like oh my gosh my kids are already beyond seven and what have I caused what have I done to, but, yeah what did I miss yeah, yeah. What, what did I miss and truth is is I've realized that I share my journey very openly so that my sons know that there's other modalities out there for them and now I just get to be really present and I'm not perfect there's still moments of like frustration and all these things but allowing myself to be fully present with my kids has been absolutely joyous and then two would be my career shift Um, holding space and guiding women to really connect deeper with themselves and I call it like a rewilding process coming back to who they were before they were told who they had to be Mm -hmm. and doing life a little different it's really beautiful how just releasing a few negative emotions can really shift your perspective and your whole entire experience in life and um, after having I I usually have very long-term clients so they like make massive transformations in a short period of time and hearing their their manifestations come through right like witnessing like what they're creating some of them have been really massive they've created like millions of dollars in their business and others have been really massive but more internal like being incredibly present with their children, leaving their nine to five job and creating a business so that they can be home and like actually witness their children grow. Like that's been a lot for a lot of moms is like understanding the power that's within them and that they have gifts and they're worth being expressed in one way or another. Yeah, all very powerful. So my last question is, are there, as you can see, I have books behind me. I'm a literature teacher. What books would you recommend or any book you would recommend to someone who is maybe thinking about some kind of transformation or maybe in her struggle right now? Yeah, um, actually, I have a dear friend, Deanna Deacon, um, and she wrote a book called Feminine Warrior. Hmm. And I think um, you can buy it on Amazon. And it's really powerful. Um, she shares her story very beautifully. And there's um, invitations within this story to go deeper within yourself just from reading it um so that would be my personal like my personal development book that I would recommend um for 
myself, um, what I found is going from corporate world to entrepreneurship, <laughs> that was a really big transformation, especially yeah. when you're stepping into a more um, spirituality isn't really the word, but a more like energetic career rather than yeah. a hustle, hustle, hustle. I found that um, there's a book. I don't want to say the title on here, but I will. You can say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> there's a book by a woman named Amanda Francis and it's called Rich as Fuck. Mm-hmm. And anyone who is having struggles with money, I highly recommend reading that book. The way that she approaches it, she gives you homework every single chapter and it's deeply rooted in your unconscious mind, the way that she words the questions. And it was a catalyst. It changed my world and my perspective of money very deeply. And it's an easy read, whether you grab an audible of it or you have the tangible book. I like the tangible book. I actually have it sitting in front of me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've read it three or four times and every time it's so different. And um, those two, those two are the books that I often read back to back. And then I also shared one with you. It's a very simple read. I like simple reads because I find women can connect with them. Um, You are a badass. She's got multiple different books and they're all really good. But for the woman who's just like curious and wanting to start and needs an easy, fun read to like, really bring them into what's possible uh Jen has a really beautiful way of doing that in that in that book so yeah I always all of the books I just recommend all of the books I just recommend are books that have like work within them so that tells you something that's what I was going to say they're all like workbook style and I like the same I love Jen Sincero's books I actually you could probably if you look closely you can see the green and the yellow back there I have all of them and they're all marked up and I always I've you know, loan them out many times. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So great. Thank you so much for sharing, for sharing your story, for um, giving the recommendations as well too. And you've given me personally a lot of things to think about. Could you then tell us where we can find you online? So other women who'd like to connect can maybe go and find you. Yes, I would love to. So my website is www.raylynedanielle, R-A-E-L-Y-N-N, Danielle, D-A-N, ielle.com it's in a transformation it's being redesigned right now so it's still there but it will be updated within the next few months um and then i like to hang out on instagram so i love to connect with anyone you can send me a dm it's at wildly raylan danielle just like my website and it's a space where i share more in my stories but i share reels and posts to educate and um I do have a space on Facebook um where I host events and it's um I think you have to type in women wild at heart but it's called wild at heart on Facebook and it's a beautiful green background and a picture of me meditating and I think that I sent you the link actually um and it's a space where I host like hmm, various different experiences for all women so there's moon circles in there um, once a month we do a event called BU where it's literally you just mm-hmm. come and we have a zoom room and we we hold space and we maybe talk about a topic it's just it's very intuitive of what's come up in the group and what women have shared that they need support on that month and then this month coming up in December um, I have a pro, like an offer in there and it's called mother and it's specifically for the mums and it's right before 
all of the children come out of school for Christmas and the holidays and all of the things so that they can learn some tools to support themselves through that time. And then coming into 2023, I also have a program. It's a one day, 90 minute experience um, called Elevate to really allow a woman to have space to actually connect to what are her desires going into the new year and how can she take action to align with those. And so both of those are linked in there as well, but um, it's really, it's exciting. The space is really changing because I, I've had a lot of things change this past year. And so it's really, it's um, I want to say it's expanding. Great. Well, I will certainly be sure to share um, share that in the show notes so that yeah, we can find you online and I will connect with you as well on Instagram for sure. So thank you so much, Raylan. This has been a pleasure and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future soon. Thank you.